The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with each of you as we celebrate God's grace and the gift of the gospel again today. The text for this day, a day of celebration, celebrating the Reformation, Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17, where the Apostle Paul declares, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power for the salvation of everyone who believes. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Lord, let the message of your grace and new life in Christ Jesus Fill us with rejoicing and praise and give us boldness to live in your gospel and share it. Amen. Today, Christians celebrate the anniversary of the Reformation, a movement that began in Europe when Martin Luther nailed 95 theses for debate on a church door notice board in Wittenberg, Germany, 31st of October, 1517. But why bother to observe this anniversary, and what's the big deal? Is it because the Reformation movement across Europe greatly affected social and political change? Is it because... Luther was such a prolific writer, filled many volumes of his translated works, translated into English, filled many volumes. Is it because he was a brilliant theologian, Bible scholar, Bible translator? What significance would the celebration of the Reformation have for us today? And would it make any difference if such a movement had never, ever happened? To answer such questions, I want to pick up very briefly what was at the very heart and core of the Reformation movement and what is really at the heart and core of God's Word and the foundation of the Christian faith. Martin Luther lived at a time when the church was in a bad shape. For years it had been plagued by corrupt leaders who exerted enormous authority in both church and state. There was religious ignorance and superstition everywhere. Few church members knew much about the Bible. And until the printing press was invented, all Bibles had to be copied, hand-copied, and so few people had access to it, let alone could read it because of low literacy levels. Luther was brought up to think of God as an angry judge, waiting to punish him for his sins. He was constantly in torment because of his sins. He agonized and despaired over how he could find a loving, gracious God. Perhaps it's not so different for many people today when they reflect on their imperfect lives, 
and broken relationships and failures. But then Luther suddenly discovered in Scripture the incredible good news that God alone puts sinners right with himself. Luther realized that when the Apostle Paul wrote, in the Gospel a righteousness from God is revealed. This righteousness is not something God demands of us, but something he gives to us. Because of Jesus and his innocent suffering and death, God justifies the ungodly and declares them righteous, not guilty. He forgives us completely for Christ's sake and for Christ's sake alone. So when Luther put up those 95 statements for debate, he wanted to counter the whole concept of buying God's pardon and forgiveness. And Luther wanted to uphold the gospel of God's grace. That's why in Reformation Day we don't focus much on Luther, but boldly declare the emphasis of the Reformation. Scripture alone, grace alone, Christ alone, faith alone. This is at the very heart and core of our Christian faith. People today still need to hear this good news and the hope it brings, especially as we see so many evil things happening and hear so much bad news, even though we have the benefits of mind-boggling advances in medicine and science. But all this can't deal with the deep inner needs of our spirits. We still have the same age-old questions. How can we find hope and peace when we're fearful about the future and feel anxious? How can I be happy in my life and find real meaning? How can I be freed from a bad conscience about my failures and broken relationships and the mistakes I made? And people today still need to hear the good news when it comes to dying. There's the popular view that people will be alright with God when they die because they've tried to do good things for others and they've led a respectable life. Many think they're as good as the next bloke, often better. And what counts is that they tried their best. But it doesn't matter who it is, whether young or old, religious or pagan, good or bad. No one is perfect before God. We all need forgiveness from God. It's always this way, as today's reading from Romans chapter 3 reminds us. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2, we're also reminded, In the past, you were spiritually dead, 
because of your disobedience and sins. In our natural condition we, like everyone else, were destined to suffer God's anger. But God's mercy is so abundant and his love for us is so great that while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, he brought us to life with Christ. It is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift so that no one can boast about it. God has made us what we are. Through Christ, God has freed us from the powers of sin, death and the devil because we can never free ourselves. He rescues us. He brings us to live in freedom under him as a caring Lord. And in our baptism, he brings us to share in the rich blessings of Jesus' death and resurrection. He forgives and accepts you. He inspires the faith by which you can trust in his promises. It's not that you choose Christ as Lord, but that he's become your Lord because he's the one who rescued and saved you from sin and death to belong to him forever. That's the good news. That text transformed Luther and declares to us too the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. This is the awesome good news we're privileged to celebrate, and not only to celebrate, but also to share with people in the world around us, so that all will come to believe it too. We live in the joyful hope and freedom of this good news. It assures us that God uses ordinary people like you and me, who make so many mistakes, but God uses us to do his work and to help others to start again. And so we can be bold enough to make a stand for the good news of Jesus Christ, that in Christ and for his sake alone, we can continue to say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news. And who knows what incredible changes that might spark off, like the Reformation. What kind of changes that might spark off in your life. Amen.